because it was um very intense yeah that that um that campfire note it was just like the whole room smelled like it and i was like Whoever comes in here next is going to be like, what is that smell? Whiskey, whiskey, the singer's getting sore. We raise the roof, now we're lower in the floor. The band is blistering, but we got a little more. When I say one, two, you say three, four. One, two, three, four. Welcome to the Whiskey Topic. It's Mark Bylock, and I am here with... Jamie Johnson. Ah, excellent. I'm um, here. This is this is going to be our Christmas special. This is our yes. uh, holiday special. Yes. Our, yeah, this is the special. Uh, we've done a we've done a Festivus for the rest of us a couple of years. <laughs> That's which, right. Which were kind of one of my favorite episodes because they're fun. They're <laughs> the first so one fun. was good. I yeah. think the second one we kind of like. That's probably the idea we couldn't reuse again. It was, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? The first time I was like, "This is great. We're gonna do. We did the whole Festivus thing." Uh, but the second time we're like, "Well, uh, no, maybe maybe kind of used up that idea." Um, um, but today, Jamie, you and I are gonna enjoy gifts for each other. Yes. In yes. in the most wonderful way. I guess I guess the gifts didn't actually come for me, which is <laughs> even better. <laughs> even better. Uh, <laughs> but we're gonna enjoy. So uh, we're gonna be drinking about. I, I looked this up. So this is like retail about forty thousand dollars worth of whiskey. We're gonna try to drink it in about an hour. Um, Hello. Um, it's probably already worth more now because this is all kind of <laughs> secondary markety thing. I well, mean, my uh, bottles aren't worth anything because they're sample bottles, yeah. but like... They're giant. These are velvety. They're normal <laughs> They're normal size bottles, but they're definitely... They're, don't anyone try to rob my apartment or anything. They're not... <laughs> right. You're right. Because the, the, the collection comes in like fancy cases. Very and, fancy. And, 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 and yes. you know, somebody in a suit flies in a private jet to deliver them to you. There's a, there's a whole thing I understand. I, I, don't, I don't quite uh, live on this side of the world. Um, but uh, but it, is, it is, comes with the presentation and the bottles and and everything else it's is beautiful. all part of that collection. So uh, tell us what we're, we're drinking today. We're drinking through the DCS Compendium. We're drinking through Chapter 4. So the DCS Compendium was kind of um, built as David Stewart's, like um, kind of like a biography of his through whiskey. Mm-hmm. Uh, so each one is a different chapter. So we're Chapter 4 now. Um, and yeah, it's uh, it's pretty exciting. It's uh, I got some of these sample bottles in the, the mail, um, and you know, we, we don't have any here in the Canadian market. Um, and they're sort of sold in, in other markets, um, throughout the world. I know there's one I saw, I think the only one that I've ever seen in the wild was at, uh, the Four Seasons in New York City. Oh, They've wow. got one yeah. if you're interested in, in, uh, having a seat and trying it out. Um, what kind of price does that, uh, sample? That's a very goes? good question. I'd have to check on their <laughs> website, but I, I can imagine that you'd, you'd want to, um, make sure your palate was at its finest and, you know, have a plan on spending a little bit of time there. Because uh, they are each five whiskeys. Um, so, yeah, this is uh, chapter four. This is uh, expecting the unexpected. So we've done sort of uh, one chapter was different years in David's career that sort of meant something. Another chapter was, you know, the influence on wood, uh, of wood on whiskeys, uh, ones uh, that David had chosen uh, sort of, again, throughout his career. And then this one is expecting the unexpected. So things that, um, you know, given the kind of wood that they were matured in, uh, sort of completely baffled David. So mm-hmm. was, you know, kind of um, intrigued. And we all know that, you know, when you put whiskey into, um, you know, a, a barrel, you never really know what you're going to get out on the other side of it. You can 
you can kind of bet, but mm. it's not necessarily exactly what's going to happen. And, and that's sort of, you know, part of the magic of, of the whiskey. So yeah, I definitely, I, I have some to share. And if you're going to share whiskey, uh, the holidays is a great time to do it. It is indeed. So I thought I would, uh, you know, open up some of these and we could expect the unexpected. That sounds It'll great. It'll be fun. I, I love that concept too, because I think a lot of uh, distilleries are, are, you know, are just going after those age statements. Let's release a 50 year old for 50,000. Not that Belvini doesn't play in that either, but, but these are unique bottlings of a certain, uh, uh, but they're not always about the age statements, more about kind of the history, the wood, the flavor, kind of those unique gems yeah. in, in, in the lineup, yeah. um, which I think is wonderful. And I mean, yeah. I think it kind of, sets it apart uh, differently but these yeah, these neat. the typical consumer here is probably somebody that just is buying it as a collector's Collector. uh, yeah. primarily um and so they don't know they don't always get enjoyed I, I feel yeah yeah it's true because you you know it's um you invest in these whiskeys and and you know they they do increase in value so um definitely people who are purchasing these whiskeys might tend to keep them closed um I, like I said, these are sample bottles. I'm, you know, obviously grateful enough to work for the, the distillery. So um, it's kind of a nice little perk. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm always grateful to get a bottle from head office. And when I see the the mail come through, it's always quite exciting. It feels like Christmas whenever it is. So that's always so fun. And so, yeah, this one's, it's, it's neat because we do give the age statements and some of them aren't you know, super terribly old. Um, but I think for you know, the purpose of what this is and the um, the story behind it, and, you know, the that's the thing with whiskey. We've talked mm-hmm. about this for years now. Yeah. The story is so important to the whiskey itself and the people at the distillery and the story of the distillery and the story of how these whiskeys get made. Um, so I think that, you know, that being the focus of this, rather than, you know, the the age statement is we're looking at, you know, looking at a, a man's career of you know, 56 years, you know, through whiskeys yeah. that he's chosen. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I, I have not tasted any of these oh, yet. Wow. So this will be my first time. I haven't had anything to eat except for coffee today and that doesn't count so <laughs> it's 1 30 in the afternoon i got really tied up with the old admin day today oh yeah the admin day <laughs> the it's admin that day end of year end of exactly. quarter gotta get so, all your uh, all your things in yeah yep so i've had some coffee so according to mark bylock this is the best time of day to, to have whiskey it's, that's true you haven't had breakfast i haven't had breakfast <laughs> i've had coffee my palate is all acclimatized it's ready to go um so i'm i'm interested so okay i guess we're gonna go this way well that's 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 the highest abv on this end 64.6 so i would say um i see because yeah we've got these ones are much smaller yeah i would say let's do let's start with the 92 all right at 49.8 percent very reasonable starting it's a reasonable yeah this is is this is for me my breakfast whiskey (laughs) So and I see over here Mark bought me my my Glen Cairns, my branded whiskey dot buzz Glen Cairns. Yeah, congratulations to the listeners that Congrats. won. Um, it was really fun. We had we we had uh, a few hundred entries, which was wonderful. And then it, some of you did like went all out. It was great. And then it was uh, really really fun to to watch the competition go because I think. Jamie, you and I just wanted this to go to somebody like that listens to the podcast yeah, as a fan. Like of we, we weren't, uh, you know, we we didn't um, 
uh, you know, go crazy with the the promotion of it. But um, the best part about this is that uh, that three people won, but all three are from Ontario, which is <gasps> hilarious. That's not funny. <laughs> they're not from Toronto. Yeah. Uh, I won. It was one winner was from Toronto. Um, uh, Kyle's from uh, Windsor, and then anyway, the whole idea is, is it, it was very funny that like it was all Ontario. It's like it is like <laughs> it is I guess a third of our audience size. It's yep. just funny that Ontario happened to uh, yep. to win uh, the contest. So do apologize to our American listeners. I, <laughs> I I didn't actually look where anybody was from until uh, <laughs> until the draw, but I was like, oh, okay, this we is. We love the, the American listeners. Indeed, we do. In fact, I'm going to Kentucky in uh, in about right. a week. Yeah. So. Um, guess about a week oh my gosh it's coming up quick You're going to Beaumont in where uh, I am going back to the Beaumont J- Jamie and when I Jamie and I met uh, the first she told me the story about Kentucky and Beaumont in and and I was like I got to go there and I literally let next trip what yep. did I do I showed up at the Beaumont in and I'm like it's You've discovered basically this, this early on in the podcast. <laughs> yeah. uh, if we go down memory lane a little bit, that you discovered this wonderful, wonderful inn that I thought nobody knew about. And and mm-hmm. to be fair, at the time it wasn't maybe as well known. Yep. Won James Beard awards. Yep. Won some tourism. This won like a just so well recognized mm-hmm. now for the food, for the stay. Yeah. The last calls at nine thirty. Yes, I know. I, I just I, every time I say that, I'm I just know like, a little part of you dies inside. I can tell you're just like, <laughs> oh, last call. It's like Mark's ordering four Glen Cairns, <laughs> like to, to, to take back with him over across and sit in front of the fireplace. Oh my gosh, cracking the bottles that you bought at the distillery that day. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is it is the good day to the way your travel day to kind of you land in Kentucky yes. or you drive to Kentucky and just yes. kind of stay at the Beaumont Inn. You want to make it an early night because you want to you get do. to the distilleries next exactly. day really early. Exactly. So you want to keep it nice perfect. and quiet. You want to just sort of, you know, chill out. Um, it's a perfect spot for that. So as a um, Christmas, New Year's birthday present to myself, my husband and I are going to go to the Beaumont. So awesome. I'm excited about that. So cheers. Cheers. Happy. Sorry, your glass is so dirty and spotty. <laughs> a good hostess I am not. Mark is at my, my apartment this time. <laughs> I know. That's I the first. Him, I know. Welcome. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> oh, this is this. So this is a sherry bomb. Yes, to the extreme. This is a sherry bomb. Oh man, I I know people listening to this right now that love their sherry bombs. Um, this is like wow. This is I'm just on the nose. It's such an intense nose. So we got forty nine point eight percent here. Um, nineteen ninety two European oak, uh, ex Oloroso sherry punchin, a sherry punchin. That's Ooh. that's neat. Um, chosen for its notes of toasted almonds, oh. unusual notes of toasted almonds. Oh boy! Let's see if, if get, let's see. I don't, know. I, I don't even know. I don't even have toasted almonds in this apartment. If if I did, oh man, we should do that one day. <gasps> Here's an idea for a cool podcast. Uh-huh. Let's take all the you know you get tasting notes from like the marketers and like they're on like you know on the websites and yeah. stuff like that, and they're all posted there. And the thing about, I mean, I know the way we do it is. Um, uh, we actually get like the tasting notes from the global brand ambassador and from and from David. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I'd be really curious to see if you know, and maybe it wouldn't even work because the power of suggestion is just too great. But <laughs> getting like you're like okay, it says toasted almonds here. Like let's get some Can toasted get almonds those? and see if it's is there. It cocoa powder. Let's yeah. compare. Let's yeah, compare. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that would be a fun one. I think so too. That'd See, be terrific. Especially, it would be, but I'm so open to interpretation that I would just, I might just screw it up. Anyway. But I think it'd be really funny to do with like entry level whiskeys because, because it would just like their tasting notes are just always all over the place. They're like, it's da, 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 this, that, the other thing. That's lovely. Oh my god, I do get toasted almonds. <laughs> 
Oh, on the palate. Yeah, there's um, I was it's kind really, of explaining those a bit. Um, I thought it was going to be spicier, but I don't find it to be super spicy at all. Yeah, it's, it's more cinnamon yeah. and sweet. And then you get kind of that... um. Yeah, because when we say toasted almonds, we kind of like literally mean if you like have an almond and you put your tongue to it, right? Yeah. Like it's, you're not talking about the chewiness of an no, almond. No, no, it's uh, it's just that uh, kind of that that flavor profile. Um, uh, it, this just tastes like a really old barrel of just yeah. sherry goodness. Yes, 1992. My gosh. No, this is really this is really freaking terrific. It's it's quite good, and it's it is quite unique. Like it's it's um, you know you usually get some of those like spicy and like um, with for what I always and I I don't know if it's like the same with you and Pete because you are you have a really hard time when it's not super peaty like Mm -hmm. detecting it and for some reason my palate goes and my nose goes straight to like sulfur notes when I have sherry stuff like it's the one that I pick up the most like even on just the double wood 12 or um and now when I go back to like the Abunda or like any of those other big sherry ones all I get is like sulfury notes and so I don't know if I'm just sensitive to it and and I think you know we again we've talked about this before is that like you know some people just pick up on certain things and you can't get like away from it like you can either you miss it completely like you with the peat or you sort of you you can't not so every time i i i can it's how i can identify a sherry cask um whiskey now or anything that's been it's that sulfur sulfur note yeah and i get it a little bit in here but i don't get it on the palate at all i get it's very creamy actually yeah, I mean, I think that's when, you know, we've, we've been in distilleries, like what, what Dr. Don would say, they have a team of a dozen people or more, and so they know what sensitivity somebody has. This person yes. is very sensitive to sulfur, this person yeah. is very sensitive to, you know, other flavor components, and just to see, hey, if this person is picking up sulfur, that mm-hmm. might be a problem. If this person right. isn't, we're, then, you know, we're yes. fine, or yep. or whatnot. Um Oh man, it's it's just so buttery and it's just, buttery. It, it just it's creamy. So rich. It's like it's oh rich. God. Yeah, because usually when I when I think of like creamier whiskeys, I think more like American oak whiskeys. Mm-hmm. Like I get lots of you know pepper from them, but if they're older, they do tend to be like quite buttery. But I find like this is is it just super creamy and uh, quite lovely. I guess that David Stewart knows what he's doing now. Well, Belvini's <laughs> still one of the few companies that does has a single barrel program that's relatively affordable. I mean, they're expensive mm-hmm. bottles, but they if you're willing mm-hmm. to spend that $100 plus range, yep. you can buy a single barrel 12-year-old yep. and that's amazing. And yep. somebody it's it's more common in Kentucky, but I yes. think it, you know, that's a whole other set of rules there maturation-wise. Yep. Consistency of product is different there. Yep. yep. Um Whereas in Scotland, it's just it's just not done as much yeah. from the big distilleries anyway. Yeah, um, yeah for yeah. sure, for sure. And I mean, with in Kentucky, for sure, you're looking at you know you can you can sort of play around a little bit more in terms of mash bill and mm-hmm. like char levels, and you've got that virgin like oak that like really you know you get this incredibly complex single barrel whiskeys yeah. and so they're you know and they they tend to be i mean some of the single barrels out there are like are my faves like i love um the four roses single barrels yeah. obviously have been like a huge favorite for for us and um you know even a, a, i'm not a huge jack daniels fan but like the their single barrel program is yeah, it's spectacular yeah. it's yeah. really great yeah. like it's really like all those barrels are chosen so well um, so yeah, no, we're, we're really proud of that piece. And I think the, you know, the, the whiskey geeks out there like us sort of can appreciate, you know, that kind of consistency in the program. There's no, I mean, there's nowhere to hide with it, right? Like yeah. if you have a, a, a 
bummer of a whiskey like you you can't put out a single barrel program consistently yeah. like you know so um that's definitely something that we are proud of for sure yeah i mean it's, it's true because i mean the industry in general i mean you can theoretically uh cut some corners and then just blend a bunch of whiskey and nobody would be the wiser and just to kind of have that confidence in your single barrel program uh is really terrific at an, an older i mean the old age statements are a whole other problem because like those barrels don't last and how yes. the barrels are treated and what you know how that whiskey uh, moves over time is a whole other story, but uh, but yeah, no, this is really great. It's really great. It's it's awesome. I think we should try the. Nineteen ninety nine. It is the... American oak barrel. Ah, very nice. I like that. We're gonna go from sweet to uh, more acid, uh, yeah. more um, uh, vanilla. That's good. I like that. Feel just. Crazy. Oh, I know. I, I'm just. I. I can't wait for these bottles to be empty. So I could be like, Jamie, go get <laughs> one of the bottles. This cork is amazing. It's wild. It's. It's just. Uh, so for listening at home, it's. It's like. It looks like it's like in gold color with. Uh, it says the Belvini DCS Compendium on it, uh, and it's heavy as I really can't heavy. believe. Like I mean. Whoa! I gave you like a Mark Bylock size yes, pour on that one. There you awesome. go. I hope you like it. <laughs> I hope so. I'm sure I will. Oh boy. Uh, so this one is the 1999. Again, please don't ask me to do the math. Oh, 18. 18-year-old 18 uh, refill American oak uh, hogshead. Um, hogshead is a barrel that's been broken down and remade into a slightly larger barrel. We yep. don't generally use them too much anymore. More like a sherry but yeah, 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 it's slightly bigger. Um, this is 46.8% ABV. And it was chosen for its vibrant coconut notes. Ah, the coconut note in, in an American oak. Oh, hmm. There you go. Which come as a result of the toasting at the ends of the cask. There you ah, go. Ah, I see. Whoa. So, so he's saying that the, 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 the have... back, the, the ends of the cask, the are, of the cask. As would provide that flavor. Yep. Um, Imagine yeah. we had toasted coconut right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is, this is. It is toasted it coconut. Is to- it, it, it is, is it totally, is, and, 100%. Just on the nose. Um, and the f- first thing you get, you get a little bit more like the, the, van- the vanilla and, and uh, citrus notes, uh, but then that, that coconut kind of just comes through and settles in. Um, it's toasty because of the just the age. It just has that, those, those little toasted notes. But That's wild. This, try it. It's crazy. That is fucking amazing. That's yeah. wild. That, that is, um, might be one of the most unique ones that I've ever tasted coming out of the distillery for sure. Oh, that the, the, the finish keeps going and going. It's just the, the yeah. zestiness on the back of the palate keeps wonderfully coming through. It's quite um, bright. It is bright. It kind of it kind of hits you in two waves. You kind of have the first sip, and you get more of the citrus, and then you get the coconut, and it kind of settles in the sweetness, and then you got the zestiness that comes back again. Uh, yeah. I love seeing that. It just hits you twice with Thank flavor. Goodness. So, Mark, what has been your favorite um, podcast this year? Okay, well, I have two questions for you. Uh-huh. So, like. What has been your favorite whiskey experience in general this mm-hmm. year? And then also, what has been your favorite podcast this year? Oh, man, that's going to be hard to... Um, I'll have to look at the list of what we recorded this yeah, year. Yeah, I know, because I know. Be, I know, because we'll actually probably be shocked when we figure out, like, what podcast we did this year. It's like when people are like, did you know Black Panther came out this year? And I was like, no way. <laughs> and right. it really did. So, like, I think we've all lost track of this year a little bit, like... You know, January of this year feels so long ago. Yeah, it does. And, and we, we certainly, you know, I mean, we've talked about this in the podcast before, definitely struggled uh, having this podcast out regularly, mostly because yes. kids and, and work. And it's just, it, and it's largely been me and kids. Um, 
but uh, the so I'll, I'll talk about the um, I think one of my favorite experiences. Uh, well, I, I still talk about the experience with uh, Glenn Fiddick uh, that did the um, um, uh, tasting with uh, Bar Chef. Uh, yes, that that was a terrific experience uh, where they brought out four different kind of cocktails. And if you haven't been to Bar Chef in Toronto, well, we've we've done a podcast with uh, with Frankie. Yeah, you can, I was gonna you, say that might be one of my favorites. That, might, that yeah. was a lot. Of, that, was that was fun. fun. That was actually the, that was like one of the few ones where we've done a YouTube. Com- component to it where it actually made sense because yes. you were like you saw the drinks coming in so if you yes. if you do uh if you are on youtube you got to check that out because um we uh we had the we had like the drinks come in and you were talking and these drinks are just surprising us from all over the place yeah. and they're very like vibrant and there's smoke and dry ice and our palates are being frozen yeah. and, <laughs> and I, it, the whole thing was wonderful it was, yeah. a, it was a really great experience it was a lot of fun um and to see frankie do that on stage with uh under with glenn fiddick was a really great experience um they the favorite pocket that was my that was my favorite one to edit video wise I, yeah, I, I sure. really really enjoyed that um I, I always love going back to buffalo trace distillery uh yes. for that and that was really fun uh i drew drew mayville always kind of hands me a drink that i don't know anything about and then i find out like a week later oh this is already one like this is already in such high demand has won these great awards well we, we drank we still can't believe we had taylor four grain you and i drinking I it and i'm like i don't I, what is four grain i don't even what what are we drinking what is this and then like literally within that podcast period yeah. the press release came out yeah four grains out and this is combination of four grains i'm like well, yeah. what what that's amazing amazing uh amazing. so this way he did that with the the weller uh create your own uh perfect bourbon uh cybp um yeah i oh man but i know that was fun yeah. Oh, and then I had all the tales. There's so many. The oh. tales stuff. Oh, it's, I know. It's been a big year. Like it's as as you know as much as you know. It's been tricky to to be super consistent with the podcast. So for those of you who are sticking around, thank you. We always appreciate your listenership. Um, it's been yeah. It's been quite quite an adventure. Regardless, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we had the 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 Matt Jones uh, when he anointed Ray. I love that, and to watch Ray, and I, I hope you guys all follow him. Um, I think he's Beam Bourbon Canada now on Instagram. Yeah. Um, to follow him through his journey across Canada and becoming this great brand ambassador. I think he's back home for the holidays right now. Um, but yeah, it's been such a pleasure to to watch um, that happen. And for me, it's been so exciting to have so many of my colleagues, you know, participate in the podcast. I'm having mm-hmm. Bri on and like obviously having Matt and Ray on. And, and uh, even though I wasn't able to be there, you know, having Alex uh, for, you know, bareface sort of kicking around. Uh, it's always just nice to to sort of see all of you know the people that I sort of hold near and dear and I'm able to connect with all across Canada um, to come and give their time to us and and it's always so nice and you gotta, I always learn something it's really great I mean the, the community is so interesting because because you work for competing companies but you spend in some cases weeks but usually at least we, like three mm-hmm. four days in the same events in the yep. same group so you're you're yep. always thing and it seems like a great like everybody seems to love each other everyone there's loves each other it's such a great great community yeah. um yeah we're quite close there's there's um you know you like to think about it in the way that it's like at the distillery you know mm-hmm. like you, you know the guys from you know, glenmore and g and the McAllen and the guys from Belveni, like everyone gets along everyone you know goes in and you know has drams and pints you know at the end of the day so you know and I remember way back like talking about the experience the first experience going going to the distilleries in Kentucky and how much that was so 
um, profound, like the connection between the employees of the distillery yeah. and, and the camaraderie between the entire whiskey community, I think, extends into the brand ambassadors as well, which is so nice. So yeah. that's been really nice for me. I'm just trying to think of what my favorite whiskey experience is this year. So yours was Glenfiddich's yeah. IP or their experimental bar chef stuff. By the way, this as, as you go through um, uh, experiences, this whiskey is one of those whiskeys that just starts opening up more. It's getting yeah. more peppery. It's getting it more volume. It's getting, um, it's just, uh, it's really is opening up nicely. Um, and we say that all the time. I mean, you know, sometimes you open up a whiskey, it's just that first taste isn't enough. Sometimes you need that, that 10 minutes in the glass. Yep. Um, and for the whiskey to start coming through. And, and there's a lot of science behind this, right? Because uh, they have got all these chemicals in, in, the, in the whiskey. And some of the, sometimes the, the water, what it was, there's two terms, right? The, the water molecules mm-hmm. sometimes hide flavor or the alcohol molecules sometimes hide flavor. Mm-hmm. So as a little bit of alcohol evaporates from the glass, you'll have these changes, mm-hmm. small changes in the glass where other flavor components come through. That's why we sometimes add water, just drops yeah. of water or whatever to get kind of similar uh, take on the whiskey. But uh, it's really nice changing really nicely in the yeah absolutely absolutely so it's interesting and i actually get asked this question a lot so i think we can we can talk about it a little bit now is going through these five whiskeys often i get asked what influences me in choosing the um order in which to present some whiskey so like what's your strategy when you do like a private tasting or like a corporate tasting like how do you figure out which whiskeys to try first yeah it's it's a little hard um because it can make such a difference in how the whiskey's perceived um uh, and so I kind of go, I go less on color, more on proof point. I think that's mm-hmm. kind of, mm-hmm. um, which isn't always the case. And I, you know, you're going to go, oh, if it's a sherry bomb, it should go last. But reality is I think proof point affects the palate so, mm-hmm. uh, so much uh, that I usually go by proof point. Yeah. Of course, if it's peated, I'll put it towards the end. I don't mind putting a bourbon after a peat, though. I think that's terrific. Yeah, I, ag- I agree uh, with that, you. That I agree with you. Yeah. Sweet caramel. Yeah, it just, can, Yeah. In fact, in some ways, the, the the having a peated scotch and going to a bourbon may actually enhance the experience because you still sure. got a little bit of smokiness. If you're yep. a fan of peat, yep. um, it's uh, it's an interesting. I, I do that a lot with uh, if I'm if I'm having a drink at home, I'll have a peated whiskey, and I'm like, oh, let's see what this now wet glass of peat yeah. like it's still got some peat notes on it i'll just put a bourbon in there yeah. or canadian whiskey and kind of yeah. get the notes and yeah. sometimes you're surprised by like how the char kind of complements it's just these light levels of peat that's yeah. remaining in the glass um so i usually do that um but then a lot of it sometimes too is just instinct you just like yeah. you know yeah. you knows okay this this that yeah yeah so i'm thinking so what's really interesting about this uh this one here is this, this so there's a 2009 64.6 abv mm-hmm but it's slightly smoky. Oh, oh, it's slightly peated. Sli- it's got it's got distant smoke, and so is so it from peat or from? It's from peat because it sounds like it was, um, it was made around the time that we do peat week. So during oh. at the Balvenie, we before we shut down to clean all our um, equipment out, we'll do like a peated run, mm-hmm. and so it sounds like this might have been the one straight after the peated run. So there might be distant smoke left yeah. in it. So there's that. And then we've got the 82, which is a European oak. Obviously, you can look at it. Sherry Hogshead um, with a dark chocolate at 51.1%. And then we've got the oldest expression, which is a 71 uh, in a refill European oak. Um, so... I don't know. It's it's. I don't want to blow out our our palate. Yeah. With, I I feel like we might want to go 
because we've done two whiskeys yet. And also by the time you get to five, yeah, you're, you're, your yeah. So you may as well go with the highest ABV last. Yep. So I'm thinking yep. we'll stick to this end. So between the two of them, the 92 and the 71, maybe let's do. Uh, it's an 80, 82. Oh, it's 82. 82 71, yeah. One year off my birth year, right? Oh, so close. I know, so close. So I would say let's do the... I would say let's try the 71 now. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I like how you're handing it to me to pour. I, I don't know. I don't even know you're why. You're going to do a... Because you're like... You're I, gonna I can't fill be trusted. That's <laughs> <laughs> what it comes down to. I just can't be trusted. I'm like, what? I thought this was a normal pour. <laughs> Actually, speaking of like... um peat and bourbons i have that high west uh-huh. um in that in that room over there the whiskey room that's a peated high west it's a peated high west Ooh. let me go take a look at it i'll bring it out all right here we go thank you see that's a pretty good size pour yeah yeah that's- <laughs> <laughs> okay this is a 71 so um, this is the oldest whiskey we will be this tasting. is the oldest whiskey we will have so at- it's like whoa so it's close to 50 years i guess 40 Am I doing the math right? Oh my god, the math. So it's thirty-four. <laughs> god, I'm, it's I'm, under fifty, but it's over forty. I assume, depending on what year it was uh, bottled, of course. It's forty-seven years old. Okay. Um, so it's a refill European oak Oloroso sherry butt. But it's so dark. But even it's on the so refill. dark. Exactly. So the uh, the unexpected thing about this is that um, David assumed it had been. Um, matured in first fill casks, and apparently that is not it. Oh, but it's still very dark, and and you would, yeah. Um, that is interesting because the typically, if you're, um, um, like like typically, you wouldn't want to do like a first fill. I mean, you can do a first fill that's really really old, but chances are that's a lot of oak extract. So just to have, uh, so second, but it's still really dark. So I'm gonna. At, at a certain point, barrels get very old and dusty and weedy to just get kind of like the cereal grain notes and the, the kind of the the warehouse notes when you walk into for me it's always the wine like a wine cellar or walking into like a winery and barrels you just get that, that that all those wonderful old whiskey notes yeah um barrel notes i guess more specifically like basement like when you walk into an old like a cellar yeah like, like an a, old cellar yeah like with the, a dirt floor or something like yeah, that. yeah and you yeah. kind of get all those elements you get drawn in right there you you feel like you're right in the cellar and this is uh and, and you know that doesn't always happen with old whiskey like it, it does at certain proof points certainly but um you know it, it can you may not always get that with an old whiskey because sometimes it will, it will be proofed down a little bit or whatever it's, it's meant to like kind of mute out those flavors but this this is just as bold and brazen as it gets yeah. uh in that that older age statement category and it's drier. Ooh. Oh my gosh, the finish on it is very floral. Floral figs, like mm-hmm. definitely tobacco notes. Like yeah. as you breathe out, you just get like tobacco and leather. Um, very, very um, heavy on the palate. Just the um, it, it almost tastes like um, like you know like I mean licorice is probably the wrong tasting note for it. I'd have to taste it a little longer. But it's that kind of like, that that. The, those kind of bitter bitters notes like the, the, the knees and all the that knees, kind of stuff yeah. but just just sits on the palate so oily like but not oily it's more like olive oil oily because sometimes you get like oily mm. oily oily but then yeah. the olive oil is a little different, you're a little different. A, you get a little it's a little softer but uh also a little greener going back to your point a little more yeah. green notes um more floral notes do you know what other episode i really liked this year was the Glen Cairn episode oh that was fun it was really fun it was really enjoyable 
I, I love the, the story. They're like, yeah, I wanted a glass that when it fell. Yeah. Because I intend to drop it, as he said, because he intends to fall off and it just, it won't break. And I'm like. Mark knows all about that. I know all about this. This is amazing. <laughs> this is, uh, this is like somebody that, that thought of something before I even knew it was a problem. He's like, yeah, this is, uh, and they really are terrific glasses. Like, I mean, we, we've had them. Had them on, but uh, we were, uh, I mean, Jamie uses them in all the tastings. Like, pretty much mm-hmm. every brand ambassador uses these in their mm-hmm. tastings um, uh, because um, they do allow you to kind of nose and taste all at the same time. Um, and it gets closer to that experience from the Master Blender, what they intended it to be, yeah. uh, without yep. having the Master Blender glasses, which are quite fussy, and I would break them every single time. Yeah. They're not even dishwasher safe. Like, no. I, you, you can't even. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. No, they, they do tend to go for a tumble for sure. This is quite... Yeah, this is, um, I think the, uh, uh, this is definitely one that's going to also change in the glass quite a bit over time. So we're, we're, uh, Jamie and I are actually being responsible and leaving a little bit behind. Can you believe it? I know. I it's know. like, what is this? You're done to us. <laughs> we're going to get, start getting tweets. People are going to be like, Jamie, you're not giggling as much during the podcast. It's because I'm sober. <laughs> oh it is such a tough year. It, it's we, been we, a lot. We it's talk a about this a lot. It, we, it's, yeah. it's so much tougher for you than it is for me, for, for 100%. Um, but even for me, the, the amount of t- whiskey tastings I do, and it's by, by, this time of year, you just you just want to relax a little bit. Yeah, you want to have a glass of wine, you want to have some beer. You just yeah. want to kind of relax a little bit. Whereas, um, because you just you're constantly tasting whiskey, and mm-hmm. it, it's 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 it becomes your job. It is it is your job to mm-hmm. do so. Um, but then at this time of year, I just kind of ready to slow down a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I would not give up on. Any- <laughs> I would not give up on any of these. No, <laughs> this like, is no, a this total is treat. This, this is, is a total treat. Like this is. Um, so exciting for me, you know, as, you know, somebody who's tied to the brand and, and, you know, happily so it's like, it's so exciting to be able to share these ones specifically because I know that they don't get shared that often, you know, and, uh, and just to be able to, yeah, I, I'm, I, I just I'm can't so believe, excited. I can't believe you haven't tasted them. That's the- I know. I just, I know. I just haven't got around to it <laughs> yet. Like it's, you know, and, and I definitely, you know, they're, they're not for me. Like I'm, I'm, I, you know, I, I, they're definitely for, I might keep a little bit in the bottom of the bottle for myself, but by the time you get to the bottom of the bottle, you should just fa- like yeah, finish it anyways, done. right? Finished. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So let's keep going because we've got five whiskeys here and only a certain amount of time. So we've got the 82. I'm going to say let's do that. Next. Okay. Sounds good. Um, so uh, we had the heel party, Jamie. You weren't, you sadly weren't able to make this year, which is, sucks. Um, but uh, we've always give people updates about the heel party every year. So yeah. uh, if you, if you're, um, I uh, haven't heard about our heel party every year and this literally came from the podcast. This is one of our, within mm-hmm. most of one of our first 10 That's episodes. Right. Um, you and I were talking about bottles yes. and I, I was saying how like, you know, I, I've, uh, when I wrote, when I wrote the book, I had a lot of whiskey that I just had a little bit of left, a little bit of left. And I was like, I, I don't know what to do with this. And Jamie's like, Oh, well, you know, we should have like a, a heel party, like for the whiskey heels. And I'm like, that's a great idea. And then I, like, I remember like Googling that and like, there's like one reference from 2007 about somebody using that term, but it, but, but, it really, but it was really like, it wasn't, it never, it was never something that actually caught on. It was just like, I think somebody used that phrase once somewhere. Like, yeah. it was really unique to find yeah, yeah, somebody yeah. use a phrase that like literally didn't exist yet on the internet. Yeah. Um, nice. In most ways. And so, uh, <laughs> it, with the exception of this one person, oh, whatever. Um, but anyway, uh, so we, um, uh, so we, we threw a heel party uh, in my, in my condo that year. Yeah. Uh, that, that that year and we uh, we all had a terrific time we were 
we had so many, I ended up being the reverse of my prom. I wanted to, I had like seven or eight bottles that I just, you know, wanted to share and have people enjoy. And when we were done, I had like 15 or 20 bottles. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, this kind of defeated the purpose of this uh, party. (laughs) So so the uh, the following years, um, I'd I'd give away the bottles. So if there's any bottles, well, I didn't give away. We all participated in this and we, uh, but if there are any bottles left over, People just grabbed if they really liked it. They just grabbed it. We, so I can't remember. I think we should just have people run at the table. Whoever grabbed whatever, that was fine. Yeah. This year is the first year that we almost ran out of whiskey. Uh, and the, the Hill Party is my favorite time of the year. Yeah. If you talk about my, this, this is kind of, this is my Christmas. This is my New Year's. Yeah. Like this is like such a great event. It's yes. like such a great people come to this event. Uh, people that are on social media that aren't, which I also kind of like. I like yeah. that it's like people that aren't on Instagram, yeah. Twitter. It's just it's a it's a it's nice a good mix. It's a good mix of people for sure. Um, and this year, uh, you know, uh, Glenford Jameson's been on the podcast and I were like looking at the table, we're like, oh crap, we're actually running out of whiskey, which is kind of the point of the heel party, you know, you're supposed to run out of whiskey sure, and like, that's, all the heels are done. You're supposed to finish the heels. You're supposed yes. to finish the heels. But we were worried that, that this is like 10 PM and we're like, we're running out of whiskey and, and, and like literally and I, uh, so, uh, Cam, which will be on the podcast in probably the next couple of months, uh, the, the McAllen Highland Park ambassador who, um, who replaced Nick that we, yep. we love, uh, yep. from, from Canada, um, he uh, Cam uh, comes in and just shows up and starts pulling out, you know, McCallan Special Edition number yes. two, number four, Save Highland Park day. eighteen from five years ago. This year's Verda ver- just just pulls out all these great bottles mm-hmm. and really comes in to save the day. Like, okay, we have whiskey again. Okay. And I was like. Nice. Ten o'clock. We just, That's so. That, that would have been. That would have been funny if we ran out. That, that would have been, been really... my kind of party. Everybody <laughs> Actually, else. You're right. You would have been like. Ten p.m. Ten p.m. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, the heel party is never really your scene. You're. You're. You, you, yeah. you do. You do want to kind of. I'm. I'm always a bit low key at the heel party. Yeah. I'm always. I'm. I also am overwhelmed by the sheer amount of choice that is there. Sometimes I'm. It's like when I go on like Netflix or when I'm like ordering from Uber Eats. Like I yeah. get paralyzed yeah. by the amount of choices and just being like what is going to come next like what if somebody comes in I, I go into the peated whiskeys and then somebody brings in something super light that I want to try and I've just blown my palate so like it's it's a lot so I tend to like stick near the charcuterie board a lot <laughs> that's right <laughs> we had a great charcuterie board Glenn, Glenn for James did a great job this year um well no done. it was um it, it, yeah it, it is it is very it's a very intense party and it just goes 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 and then it just ends quickly because we're like it's usually in in the yeah. condo party we're like all right it's midnight everybody's gotta everybody go out. um this one we went a little later but uh but it was really it's such a wonderful experience um and such a lot of fun whiskeys to try yeah, yeah it was really tag good. us in your your own heel party yeah. if you uh Please. if you hosted some because we love to see all those fun bottles that turn up and people always bring such neat things like it's it's you know there's no shortage of whiskey people who are like a, like willing to part with you know a beautiful heel of a bottle if they get to share it with people that they think will appreciate it and I yeah. think that's so much fun like you know when you know someone's gonna really be like dig in what you brought like so it was like last year with the 25 single barrel that I brought like Mark went yes. cuckoo bananas for it I remember it was like the fifth drink I had and I'm like you were oh like, my god this still it. stands spoiled out spoiled for it yeah, yeah 100% yeah. so um, yeah it's always nice to share with people that you know are really gonna like appreciate it but again it goes back to like you know what order do you do a you know a a whiskey tasting (laughs) and like you kind of have to abandon that for the heel party and just go for it although it does kind of like inside in my heart when someone comes up to me at a whiskey show and I can smell on their glass they've been drinking something heavily peated and they stick it out for me to pour some like 21 year portwood in there which is a incredibly beautiful and light whiskey yeah and I'm just like 
you're not gonna get it. You're not gonna even like even and I've done it before too. Like you know, I've I've done it. I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm really curious about this. You know, whatever peated whiskey it is, and I really like peated whiskeys and. And then I'll put it in my glass, and no matter how many times I rinse it, I'm just like, man, that they just forever. yeah, forever. And right. also like you know, on you and like I had someone once like uh, pour peated whiskey by accident on the carpet in the hotel room that I was oh, staying no. in, pouring a sample for themselves. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I woke up the next morning, and thankfully I wasn't hungover because. I was very responsible, but if I had been, I think I would have lost it at that point because it was um, very intense. Yeah, that that um, that campfire note. It was just like the whole room smelled like it, and I was like, "Whoever comes in here next is going to be like, what is that smell?" Coltel's going to be like, "You broke the no smoking policy." Exactly. Blah, blah. You must have had a campfire in this room. Okay. So, so what are we drinking? Okay. This is, what this are is we drinking? Incredible. We are drinking the 1982. One year off of me. Mm. Um, European oak. Uh, Alorso Sherry Hogshead. Uh, so uh, took on completely unexpected notes of dark chocolate. Mm-hmm. Uh, 51.1% ABV on this one. It's beautiful. Yeah, it is. It, it's, it, a, it, it's a proper sherry bomb. Like yeah. for me, this is a familiar, like I get the dark chocolate, but it to me is a, is, is a more familiar sort of flavor profile for a sherry yeah, I, I think I think the dark chocolate just kind of takes away from the dryness a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it has mm-hmm. just enough sweetness and like yep. oiliness to it to kind of so it doesn't kind of suck all the moisture out of your tongue. Yeah. It's it's actually not that dry. It's still yeah. dry. It's still a cherry bomb, but but it's it's a really nice nice pleasant um, on the palate for that reason. Um, yeah, but you're right. It does taste like a very more traditional cherry bomb that you would expect. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's quite lovely. Um, I love a good sherry cask whiskey. Mm-hmm. I really do. Like I just, I've, I've grown into them so much. And like the Aberlauer Bunda was sort of my first foray into like a sherry bomb. Yeah. Uh, and you know, being coming and I always tell people like coming from bourbons and moving into um, like single malts wasn't like the easiest transition. Like I, 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 you know, you're looking for these huge flavor notes. And so, you know, peated whiskeys were lovely and appealing to me um, and sherry bombs as well, because I found that you, you get that it satisfies that, that big piece that you want. Yeah, yeah. And then I sort of found that I, the more I tasted, the more I sort of started a- appreciating the lighter, slightly more nuanced ones, the ones that you had to like sort of sit with for a little bit. And, yeah. and I, I have a whole different and kind of appreciation for those uh, whiskeys. Although I will tell you, I, I never learned my lesson about not sticking my nose right in the glass <laughs> because I did it and I already burned my nose. Oh, no. I know. Yeah, it's um, – I- Sherry bombs are, are just a whole other category, and yeah. and um and we go back to palate and kind of what we appreciate. Like there, certain palates will appreciate the sherry bombs a little more than others, and depending on kind of where you're where you're in there. But you, this is kind of like Manhattan's old fashions. You're gonna love mm-hmm. sherry bombs, or you're gonna love like American oak mm-hmm. um, uh, finishes. Um, but but they're both really freaking wonderful, yeah. and uh, and uh, I can't say enough about them. I I think the the, the like the cloud like cloudier it gets or what have mm-hmm. you. Uh, I was just, oh, I was at a really fun meeting um, the other day, and somebody 
I don't know. I never thought to do this. They they had a, 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 a high proof art bag. Yeah. And they just they just naturally drink their whiskey with water. So they just poured in uh, like a bunch of water, and they're like, oh, I'll pour in a little bit more. And the whiskey went from like whiskey color to cloudy. And I'm uh, like, yeah. oh crap! You just went below 46 percent alcohol. Yeah, you did. And then you know, because it's yep. unchill filtered the whole thing. Right. And the That's moment right. you go below 46, it yep. just the whole glass turned cloudy. Cloudy. And then we like did it again. I'm like, oh, well, I I don't know why we never. I, why did I ever think to do this? It's I just, don't know. I, it's, it's a good party trick. It's a good party trick, right? Like, oh, it's clear, it's clear, it's clear. It's not cloudy. I kind of post that on social media. But anyway, um, but it, it was very fun watching that kind of. So so a lot of these older whiskeys too, like they're, they're not filtered. They just, you're just going to get everything from that barrel. At least they're lightly filtered for mm-hmm. char. Yep. The, you know, occasionally we might find a piece of char, not in these. <laughs> not in these. Not in these. Not in these. I mean, actually, probably of all of them, my sample bottles would be the most likely to contain any yeah. char. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're going to move on to the youngest guy here, the 2009. Um, so it's also the highest in ABV, 64.6%. You'll be very happy to know, Mark, that Pete Week is finally coming to oh, Canada next year. That is awesome. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that or not. Oh, well, it's, on the <laughs> it's out now. there now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what about yourself? So, you, 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 um, you start when you started your job. We mm-hmm. learned about it at the heel party. Uh, yes, uh, we did. T- two years ago, I guess now. Oh my gosh, right? two years ago, um, yeah. So we, we were recording a podcast and in the middle of the podcast, and I'm sure you're a long time listener, you've heard the story before, so we won't go too much into it. But, uh, but we're in the middle of the podcast, um, you know, we've had, we had two guests on and so we're doing our second recording and Jamie just like leaves the room and down the hallway and we all, knew, I think everybody in the room kind of knew you were... I think we knew you were going for the job. I don't remember quite correctly. I think we knew you were you were yep. in the running, and you may learn at some point. Yeah, you uh, definitely knew. I, I definitely, yeah, I definitely did. I wasn't sure. Yeah, and um, and so and then you just kind of came in and you said you got the job, and we all just like cheered and hugged, it and it was so amazing. amazing. It was amazing. And then like we we finished the podcast because we're professionals about this. We did yes, finish the podcast. We did. Um, we went out for some delicious friggin' oh, uh, so good, such good uh, food. Pakistani food. Oh, so delicious. Come back. And you, you were done by nine o'clock. You were done. Like, I was you were almost, just, I was, you were my done. adrenaline and like, <laughs> I went like way into the stratosphere yeah. and then I almost like literally like crashed on the couch. Like I was so out of like, I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe it. Like it's, it was such a, a wild sort of like moment in my life where, you know, coming from doing the whiskey club and, you know, the podcast and then sort of, you know, snowballing into doing all the, you know, the, the gigs for Jim Beam and for Glenfiddich and some for the Belveni that like to have like that all sort of culminate in this one moment with like the people around me that had like been supportive of me right from day one. It was just like, Almost overwhelming. So it was, uh, yeah, yeah. Again, I sat. I think I sat next to the charcuterie board and just, you know, <laughs> ate my feelings a little bit. Well, and so the first year, you. Um, I, I mean, I know the first year is probably the most overwhelming for a brand ambassador because you know, like with joining any new job, you just got to learn the totally new, system, new industry. Like yes, spreadsheets and expenses, yes. all that all BS. Um, but what, what do you what do you have to say in your second year now? Uh, Official first of all, mm-hmm. almost full, full two years at the at the role. Uh, you've been to you've been to Scotland a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, you've traveled to the U.S. for whiskey mm-hmm. gigs. You've mm-hmm. gone all over Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much, you've done every 
Mm-hmm. whiskey show there is to do mm-hmm. um, as much as you can certainly mm-hmm. um, you've gone to big client meetings where you've had you know you've done the 50 uh, the Belveni 50 year old uh, turnover where somebody buys the bottle or, or you're selling the bottle or what have you um, that's amazing I mm-hmm. I guess I don't know if I have a question where like tell us about this Jamie <laughs> tell us more about this because inc- it sounds like to me behind it's just, the scenes yeah, of yeah. like the brand ambassador life like you see a lot of you know what goes on on Instagram but there is like a whole extra part of it this is so neat eh this oh, one it's, I, I, I'm just in love with it I haven't tasted it the it's kind of wild on the it's nose a, yeah 100% it's, it's so weird I mean I, I there's like there's a very strong vanilla or caramel contention to it which is kind of just it's there it's kind of like a base layer but I, I can't identify that that there's this other note and I guess it's supposed to be peat I guess maybe it's a little um yeah it's uh yeah filled in 2009 outside of our peat week um uh yeah so David Stewart you know thinks this is uh this these like slight peat notes has been picked up from uh the walls of the washbacks right right yeah because it it's also very intensely candid. I guess it's the high proof level, so it's, it's kind of yeah, yeah, it's yeah. that kind of American oak uh, candy notes. But oh, but there's something. It's just I can't. I, I'm gonna have to keep nosing this. I'm yeah, gonna, keep nosing it. Like, it. There's got to be a like yeah. a flavor. I just I'm having trouble describing the flavor, yeah. but it is unique. I've never noted this on a on a whiskey before. Um, yeah. So going back to the year, it's been. Um, I mean, it's been an amazing year. It's been. I think I'm getting more comfortable, like with you know, the role in terms of um, just being able to sort of, I have the like admin piece down a little bit better, yeah. which affords me a little bit m- like more flexibility with, you know, the programs that I run and the things that I do. So yeah. trying to like, you know, this year thinking outside the box and doing something a little like, you know, some creative tastings and figuring out how, you know, the the best way to bring the distillery to life here. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, this year has been more of that. And I think next year is going to be even more of that. Um, so I think that's been for me, like, you know, coming from like originally I was in non-for-profit and I was, you know, working as an operations manager, mm-hmm. like sitting in an office from nine to five, sort of like, you know, doing budget stuff and, and HR stuff. And so, but a completely different, like, non-for-profit is very different from the liquor business. So yeah. relearning how to work within that, like, framework was pretty interesting. Um, learning, you know, it was, it was learning how to, like, not for profit. The goal is to not spend any money, <laughs> basically. And so, like you know, I, I think I struggled a little bit with that because you know I used to order toilet paper in bulk, like right. you know from Costco, like one ply to try and save you know the charity some some coins. So like it's it was a bit of a, ch- a change <laughs> from. You're that. like you have a budget. You got to spend this <laughs> yeah, money. Yeah, I know why, exactly. Why? So I was just like, oh boy, how do I do this? How do I spend money? This is wild. Um, so that's been really great. But I think the thing that has always stuck with me, and I don't think it's changed since the moment I started with this community, is how much like I depend on the people that are around me in whatever capacity, if it's the brand ambassadors that I'm, you know, on, you know, a, a, a tour of Canada with, you know, from all different distilleries or my own colleagues from, you know, the the Belveni that I get to hang out with maybe once or twice a year, like just really like how great everyone is and how like lovely everyone is and how much people just want, you know, 
to enjoy the whiskey for the whiskeys to do well and just to you know have a good time and I think that's the that's the thing that you know at the end of it all we can take ourselves very seriously and Mm -hmm. and and I I it's whiskey like it's there to be enjoyed it's there to be talked about it's there to be laughed over it's there to be you know kind of um indulged in so I definitely think that you know it's it's a a huge luxury to be in this spot that I'm in. And um, yeah, I always have to remember when I get too in my own head about how things are going, how an event's going, you know, the details, then I sort of have to stop myself and be like, you know what? It's whiskey. It's there for fun. It's there to be enjoyed. Like I'm going to pour some great bottles. If the, you know, the screen isn't working, we're not going to use the screen. Yeah. Yeah. If, you know, five people show up instead of 50, then I'm going to sit down with them and I'm going to enjoy the dram. Do a and whole other exactly. Yeah. And I'm going to do a whole other tasting. So yeah. I think, you know, that's just learning how to be like flexible and not take it, um, not get too in my own head about it. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's probably it for me. Yeah. It's oh, amazing. Yeah. No, that's, that's really great. I, so next year when you see me, I'm going to be wearing ripped jeans. I'm going to be super chill. I'm going to be like you, the Matthew you, McConaughey. Jim, you already wear ripped jeans. I know. Right now I am. <laughs> I, 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 I did. I did wear ripped jeans to a meeting yesterday. I know. My, my boss is overhearing this. She'll be so mad. Um, but <laughs> 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 it worked in the context of where I was going. So uh-huh. Uh-huh. it's fine. Okay. So what do you think of this whiskey now I, that you've had a, a sip of it? Where are you landing on it? If you don't love it, that's okay. No, no. So, so for me, we, we talked about, so I'm not, I'm not as big of a fan of Sherry Bombs. I, I appreciate them for what they are, but this sure. is not obviously Sherry Bomb. It's like everything in my jam, in my wheelhouse. It's just got that intensity, the candy notes, the citrus notes, the, the weird flavor. I still can't quite um, point out. I, There's almost something like new makey about it without being like new make. Like, I don't know, like. Yeah, There's a maltiness the to it. Yeah. 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 But I don't think that's what you're going after. No, I think you're struggling no. to I've I've I know the feeling that you have right now when you just can't seem to like verbalize what it is and like it gets yeah. But it's it is it is rare to have something this intense. Uh it's American Oak single malt. Mm-hmm. Um uh, but yeah, it, it's it's definitely clears the palate nicely from the the sweeter drinks that we've had. Uh, yeah, when we you and I have cocktails. I usually do this. I go for something sweet, then mm-hmm. for something acidic, and I just kind of go back and forth. Yeah, I don't I don't want too much of the same flavors on my palate. Um, so the fact that it went like like super sweet, um, and just that old age, and I'm just this this uh, the previous barrel is just so phenomenal. Um, and to go to something this intense and vibrant, um, um, youthful, sure, but but just mm-hmm. yeah, there's just these like. These notes, I'm just gonna struggle yeah. with for a little while. It's also dissipating as well. Like that, that note I'm going after. I think it's like it's, it's like it's, it's, it's flying, flying away. away. Yeah, yeah. Which I wouldn't be surprised. But it almost, you know what it is? It's like a crayon. It's a crayon note. Like that, that when you break the yeah, crayon yeah, yeah. and you smell yeah, it. It's yeah, that, yeah. That cra- That's what it is. That's what I got. I got. So it's that waxiness. I guess yeah, that yeah, little yeah. waxy sweetness. Yeah. I love it. Okay. I found it. I found you found note. it. Thank God. Does it's it feel like a relief when you I, find when you like finally can verbalize it and you're like, Phew. okay, I don't have to think about it anymore. Exactly. Now, now you just enjoy the. Now drink. you just enjoy uh, it. But I guess exactly. waxiness would be another one. Candle wax, that kind of stuff. Yep. That, that, that kind of no, but yeah, that's yeah, a hundred percent. No, I, I I agree with you on that one. A thousand percent for sure. No, this has been such a treat. Like I I'm. Oh, Jane, it thank feels you. like my pleasure. Honestly. And I mean, when you when you received this, you sent me a photo. I was just like, I know oh you were my like, oh god, my god, that's amazing. And and I never really go crazy over old whiskeys or 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 expensive whiskeys because yeah. 
who can you know they're, they're just it's such a different world in that price mm -hmm. point but uh but it is amazing to kind of see what the distillery is doing at this price point because mm -hmm. you don't normally get to do that and that's a really wonderful and really great experience uh and i think i bet you this part of the industry changed so much in the last 10 years i bet you like 10 years ago and i'm not saying above any specifically but you, you, you would just get like an eight statement on a very 43 percent alcohol bottle mm -hmm. done right like you that's as far as it would go like these creations are are really in some ways pushed by kind of the stuff we've seen early on in whiskey world where we just want more character driven more uh these wonderful kind of unique barrels uh and i don't know maybe it always existed i just wasn't aware of it i who knows right i mean 15 years ago, I was I certainly wasn't drinking anything over uh, an 18-year-old yeah. age statement, right? Yeah, 100%. 100%. It is really interesting to see what can happen when you have the ability to do this, like, kind of um, really focused, like, barrel pick. Yeah. Um, and, and what the, you know, the, the luxury of, of, of having these and, like, you know, something that if you said to David Stewart, you know, it's amazing that we have this single barrel. Well, I've actually said it to him. I was like, we, it's amazing we have this single barrel program and that we're able to present all these whiskeys. And he immediately just sort of very humbly said, well, that's all thanks to the people that work at the distillery. And he's, yeah. you know, this is, this is the thing about, you know, we talk about, and we've talked about this from day one, like the idea of like a big, you know, distillery and how hands-on it can be and what is craft and what does craftsmanship mean. So like, I think, you know, when you we we have the luxury of uh, over 150 years of you know yeah. whiskey making behind us so we can we can play around a little bit and we wow. can find some neat yeah. stuff and we can we can present that neat stuff too and, and people are excited for it so like that's exciting for us too so um yeah i was equally as thrilled when these turned up in the mail and i was like oh man like i can really get into some nitty gritty neat stuff with you know some some whiskey people that um you know, they they might not have ever had the, the chance to try before. So that's my job is you yeah. know, cracking the bottles, which Absolutely. is not such a bad gig. No, no, there's, there's worse jobs in the world. Um, I feel like I'm going to bring home a lot of bourbon, though, from my next trip in yeah, Kentucky. Like yeah. I've been drinking a lot of single malts and I feel like I'm I'm I'm. I'm excited. Are to... we gonna finish off with the uh, High West? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. So I've got some, I've got some options here. All I've right. got two rooms worth. Oh of Oh boy, this is this is fun. This is the bonus hour. Um, <laughs> I love that we just drank drank through forty thousand dollars of whiskey, but now we're just gonna go back to Kentucky and we're just gonna get some uh, get some good old bourbon. Uh, but no, it really is uh, such a great experience to to do this. Um, and, and I, you know, I don't think. Um, you know, I, I don't think price point like really that's so, so hard to quantify whiskeys at this price point. Uh, but I will say that if you go get the Belvini single barrels, uh, we mentioned Abelora Bunda, which is a great high cast sherry bomb. Uh, there's a lot of uh, options on the market where you can get flavor profiles like this. But uh, these, these are definitely unique. I mean, these uh, are kind of like what they were. David Stewart's palate is, is amazing. And so from his perspective. The fact that he says these are unexpected. In fact, I think I think one of them I would say like, I don't know if this is unexpected. But then David Stewart knows so much more than I do. Then uh, I, pro but the but they were very nicely kind of played on our on our palette. Um, yeah, that's really great. Oh, I see James pulling out some uh, Taylor. That's signed Taylor too. Ah, so, the barrel proof. Oh, so yes. here's the thing: is mm -hmm. like I feel badly that I I missed the heel party and um, and I I wanted also uh, to. Hey, after, you know, two years of, of almost almost two years of being a brand ambassador, I sort of feel like I, I should pay homage to like my original love of whiskey. Uh, and probably the very first bottle that got me into bourbons. Yeah. Like I this was my sort of bit of a unicorn bottle. I I've been able to try it a couple times. I finally um 
found someone that was willing to part with one, uh, and it just so happens to be signed by Freddie. Freddie. Oh, that's amazing. Um, and it is a heel indeed. Oh, and it's, it's definitely a heel. It's been around for a while, um, so we can't completely finish it or my husband will kill me. Um, <laughs> but I think we should have a little dram of this in celebration of the holidays and in celebration of the heel and in celebration of bourbon and going back to Kentucky. And Mark's probably dying. Look, there's like char in here. <sighs> Mark's dying because he's like this this bottle I've had for years. So I, I, I can't believe you still have it. That's amazing. I, I, I will. I won't, through. I won't part with it. I just am having such a hard time. Like there's, that's for Trent. I, I think, uh, I think we finished off the bottle last year at my bottle at last year at the heel yeah. party. Cause I, I eventually oh procured God, the same year. Jamie, congratulations. Thank Cheers. you. This Cheers. is wonderful. I, so exciting. This is another example of something you brought to our friends group that we didn't know about. Uh, you went to Kentucky and you, you brought all these because we were like kind of, we were Scotch drinkers with some bourbon and you brought us this mm-hmm. and we just tasted this like, oh, this is bourbon. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, okay. I am so much more interested in bourbon now than I was five minutes ago. Um, and uh, Taylor Barrel Proof did it. And, and it, was so, it was a bit of ahead of its time, I would say. Um, but there's, you know, Booker's does a, a similar profile, just a really giant, heavy uh, yes. char bomb of yes. booze. Yeah, really super sweet. Now, this one, to be fair, has been in this bottle for three years. And it might... smell it out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I believe it. Get a little bit more peppery notes, a little... A little more, but they're they're like more precise. The sweetness is kind of mellowed out a little bit. I mean, bit. yep, it's definitely, and but it, like, oh man. Still hurts going down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm going to start giggling soon. Uh, no, this one is, um, is super, super special to my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm having a hard time finishing it off, which is why it is the way it is right now. But I think it's like... I probably won't ever get rid of this tube or this yeah. bottle. Like it's one of those ones where I just kind of, you know, you, you might just keep it for the memories forever. But yeah, that this bottle has seen me through a couple things. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm I'm always happy to like if honestly, like if I stumble upon one of these, like yeah, in Kentucky, I'm just gonna buy it. Yeah, yeah. I what um, happened with yeah. the um, the um, Elmer. I have an Elmer here too. Yeah. It's not opened, but I found. Uh, when I was in Lake Placid, I mm. found like two bottles nice. and I just like scooped them up because <laughs> I haven't seen Elmer in forever. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I feel like it's going to be the, uh, and we're driving too. So it means that we've got all that room in the trunk. It's gonna we're just going to get nailed again at, at the, the border. border. Oh, <sighs> the taxes guys Ouch. that we pay um, at the border is ridiculous. Uh, you, we basically, whatever we paid in the U S dollars, just double it. That's just pretty double much. That's how much you're going to pay. Yeah. Um, oh wow, this really brings back memories. memories. Right? So that's right. You br- did you bring this when you first went to Matt, you, Matt Mark's place? I feel like I think I did. I think I think you must have. Yeah, uh, because we uh, and and we, we happened to Matt Mark happened to a party. Uh, we invited you uh, over and. Um, you barely knew us, which is wonderful. I, and, and I like literally turned. I, yeah. I literally turned up at like a stranger's house. Yeah. I was like, told my husband, I was like, I'm going to some guy's house for a whiskey tasting, and I don't know anyone else there, but I'm gonna go because that sounds like fun. Yeah, and, and it and, was, and it was. You brought us this. We were blown away. Yeah, um, so good. Yeah. Oh man. Sixty-four point five percent ABV. It's one hundred and twenty-nine proof. Yeah, no, it's yeah. um, it's it's it brings back great memories, and I, I agree. I had um, 
I I believe I procured another bottle from the same person you did. Yes. Years later. Yes. Uh, drank through that. I left at the heel party last year, but I, I had I still have the bottle, so I brought I brought the case yeah. to top of my. Uh, yeah. I, I take bottles that like um, sentimentally mean something. I just put them on the top of my bottle, my yes. whiskey cabinet that are empty. Um, so that's what I do, and that's that's definitely one of the bottles that that's just up there because yeah, the, the memories are fantastic and just yeah. really brings you back. Well, I'm curious. Do you, like let us know if you guys keep the bottles that mean something to you and where you keep them, or if yeah. you have any like creative ideas for using them because we always struggle with like especially in like downtown Toronto you're not living in like a ton of space like how do you keep those sort of memories with those specific bottles um so yeah just yeah. tweet us or instagram us lampshades uh, lampshades somebody i actually do have a booker's lamp in there <laughs> it's a good shape for yeah it's a, like the the box is great uh and there's just like a beautiful light bulb on top of it so yeah Oh. This is great. Oh, Jamie. Well, this has been great. Uh, we, we This will be like episode 128, I think. Something random, 129. Nailed it. Um, but um, <laughs> guys, ha- happy holidays. Happy uh, thank holidays. Thank you for listening. Uh, congrats to those that won the uh, the glassware. We're, we'll, we'll try to do that again at some point. Um, or maybe t-shirts again. I'm still getting requests for t-shirts. Amazing. Uh, I got to like get on that. But anyway. Our New Year's resolution should be. Yeah, to merchandise Get a little back bit. on track. <laughs> yes, and actually release yes, episodes Yes, 2019, more. get back on track. No, I love that. Um, because I think we've, you know, we, we've we've explored, there's been a history to whiskey, and I think we've explored, because this has been going on for our podcast about over three years now. I yeah. think it's going to be four years, I think. Oh my gosh. I think. Am I exaggerating? No, I think I'm, I think that's about right. I think you might be right. Um, but we've really explored this great era of, of the history of whiskey, how, yeah. how it changed. Um, you and I, early on the podcast, we're, we're already saying, we're like, ah, screw, screw stories, like about the... 1842 let's talk about what's in the glass yeah. and like that is what people are doing today yeah. like that that was that caught on yeah. I'm not saying we there's a lot of people that had the same thought like, like they were tired yeah. of this and so we got to kind of explore that history with whiskey and uh and what a great great uh, episode this is for the holiday season yeah yeah so enjoy happy enjoy. holidays to you cheers cheers